Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Disney Geeks, the podcast. We are continuing down our road with the Mandalorian and his adventures. Uh, we are on the second half of season two, so we uh, will be moving on to the sequel trilogy next in the coming weeks after we talk about Mandalorian. But for today, we're going to finish up with Mando and the baby's journey thus far before, you know, I know there's a third season, but you know, whatever. Oh, and I'm Carolyn and my co-host is... Hi, I'm Rod. Carolyn, it's been a hot minute since we've done this. It's been like, I feel like it's been, I forget how we do this. It's just, it has been, yeah. I, we recorded and then we decided because Rod is in the process of moving and I am in the process of moving that it's been probably a good like month and a half between when, when we last recorded The Mandalorian. <laughs> Season two, part one. We even we've completely forgotten how we how we do this show, but I do remember that we are we already gave our rating for the what we thought the season would be like, and we thus far have not been as impressed with season two as we were with uh, season one. But we are going to hop into the last four episodes. Uh, which I believe take place right after we left off with episode four with uh, Bo-Katan and her telling him, no, there was another episode. No, it was not. It was not. It was actually, it was the, uh, when they go back to, oh my gosh, what is, I'm trying to think of the name of the planet. It's the one, uh, oh my gosh, Navarro, that's what it is. They go back to Navarro. That's when they dealt with, um, that's when I was like super excited because they talked about the midi-chlorians and how they brought that back. And my theory about, the clones and Palpatine and all this stuff. So yes, that is where we left off. Cause I remember being very, very, very upset that it was Bogotan. She's like, you need to find Ahsoka Tano. And we're like, yes, it's going to happen. It's next week. And then it wasn't next week. And we're like, when is she coming? Yes. Now I remember talking about that because I, again, forgot in rewatching that that didn't happen next. So she said it and I was like, Oh, okay. Then that I'm not get excited for the Ahsoka Tano episode. And then, it wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess we gotta wait one more week. But now we can talk about the Ahsoka Tana episode. Yes, we can now talk about the Ahsoka Tana episode where Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano and will be also playing her in the new upcoming show, Ahsoka. So, uh, basically we start off where um, it's a planet called Corvus where we have a kind of like misty forest dead planet where we see this big uh, town that's being there's a big wall around us. So you have to like get in. You can't just like walk in. You have to be let in. And these guards kind of like sense that something's happening. And we see Ahsoka Tano and her white lightsabers decide to go after these people. And she says, let me in. I'm trying to like free the people of this city. Like you're not treating them fairly. And the magistrate is like, nope, I'm not letting you in. Like you are a Jedi and you like whatever. And she's like, I'm no Jedi, which is like, a thing from the show. I mean, I don't think she says it, but like in reality, she isn't a Jedi. But anyways, uh, they're just like, no, and she like... Wait, she's not a Jedi? She is not. So, this is a big thing, um, giving you a little bit of background. Okay. Because this happens in the Clone Wars. So basically, as you probably know, like the basics of her, that she was Anakin's Padawan. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that. So basically, there's a point in the Clone Wars where she is set up basically uh, by another Jedi to say that she killed another Jedi. So basically, Ahsoka Tano is being set up 
that she's killed another Jedi. And she is put in front of the Senate. And the Jedi Council says, you did it. You are the worst. Like, you are going to go to jail for this. Palpatine is about to sentence her, saying, like, you are going to die because I think she's going to die. Either die or go to jail. One of the two. But, like, you are like you are convicted of killing this Jedi. And Anakin proves her innocence. And all the Jedi Council was like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Like, you're, like can you forgive us? Like, we will put you through the trials right now. We'll make you a Jedi master, like, or Jedi knight, like, blah, blah. And she says, basically, F you guys. Like, you didn't believe me, and I've been loyal to you all this time, and you didn't believe me when I said, like, I didn't do anything. So F the Jedi Order, I'm done. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know it. I thought she was a Jedi. Also, why does she she have white lightsabers? So, a thing that happens with Jedi. So, this is like right before it ends too. Um, in the seventh season that they just redid, she she goes back and helps basically the Republic. She says, "I'm not a Jedi. I'm not gonna do whatever. I'm a Force user, and I'll use lightsabers, but I'm not like an actual Jedi anymore." So, she helps them with capturing Darth Maul again. And then, when Executive Order sixty six happens, they try to kill her, and she's like, "Yo, I'm not a Jedi. Like, don't come after me." And the clone troopers are like. After her, whatever this thing, she lets out Maul. It's this whole thing. So basically, the thing with Ahsoka Tano is in Je- or lightsabers in general is kyber crystals are kind of like an extension of a person's personality. So like they change as the person changes. Okay. So like that's why like nobody gets a red lightsaber off the bat. Like nobody gets a red kyber crystal off the bat. You basically the kyber crystal changes to whatever color your personality is. That's why like. Mace Windu is the only one that has a purple lightsaber. That's why that in Clone Wars, you see like the guards in front of the temple have yellow lightsabers. Like they're very specific to like their personalities, which they don't ever explicitly show in the movies. But like, it's again, it's the extended universe slash the TV shows slash all that other stuff, which if you spend many, 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 many hours watching, it makes sense, but if you're just the casual Star Wars fan, you're like, okay, that's weird that she has like white lightsabers. If that makes sense. Oh, I mean, I just like been and I like knew there was a reason why she had white lightsabers, but just as like a casual viewer, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. She's got white, like white, white lightsabers. Like that's just a new, cool, different color. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, that's weird. Like I would just be like, oh, I mean, that's what I thought. I was just like, oh, it's cool. They're like. They're white. They're just, they're, they're a different color. Well, that's why, like, it became a big thing when, I mean, spoiler alert, but, like, when Ray has the yellow lightsaber at the end of Rise of Skywalker, people were like, oh, my God, they're adding, like, the other universe stuff that, like, she has a yellow lightsaber. She's not, like, blue or whatever, like everybody else. Like, there's a reason she has the yellow lightsaber. Mm, yeah, I, I, like, kind of remember that. I and mean, obviously, we'll talk about it when we get there in three episodes. Yes. So Manjo arrives on Corvus, is allowed into the city um, because he's trying to find a particular person. And they're like, hey, well, I have a job for you. Uh, The magistrate, who is the leader of this town that's in Corvus, says, I will basically help you find this person if you take care of this Jedi for me. And he's like, and that's where it becomes a big deal, too, because the Mandalorians and the Jedi, as we've heard, are not they are not best friends. So uh, she says, I actually have this Veskar steel blade or like spear that I can give you um, as payment for all that because I know the Mandalorians all about Veskar. So we'll give it to you. And he's like, okay, cool. Like whatever. And it works both ways because he's like, I'm trying to find this Jedi. So like whatever. Goes out, finds Ahsoka Tano and basically is like, I'm here to deliver the baby 
to you. And he says, because I'm trying to find his kind, like all this. And basically Ahsoka Tano again is like, I'm not a Jedi. It's like, I'm not, like, I will help you, but like, I'm like, I'll just help you figure out like this, like what this child is about because it's such a mystery. So this is when we find out that the baby's name is Grogu, which I remember everybody was like, Grogu, what the <laughs> heck is this? It was so weird. Like now it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. But yeah, that first like watched, you're like, his name is Grogu. And you're like, what the, his name is what? You say, but also it's just so adorable. Like when Mando says his name for the first time and the look the child like gives him, he's like, Dad, you said my name. It was, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's not really a spoiler alert, but like there's a point in Boba Fett where the baby shows up. And basically, Grogu says, like, like someone says what Grogu's name is. And, he, and she goes, like, Grogu, you really should change that name. I'm just going to call you Kid. Like, I don't really want to call you Grogu. I know. It's so weird. We still just call him the baby. But, they, but yeah, they do yes. start to use his name. But, yeah, we find out his, like, little backstory with he was, like, how he basically survived. Oh, my gosh. And that's the thing that, like, I, like, still to my to this day, I'm, like, trying to figure out. I was like, oh, my God. So, first of all, he watched Anakin do all of this. And second of all, who the heck saved him yeah. in that temple yeah. that got him to be able to escape? That's what I want to know. I'm like, I, this is where I'm, like, very, very nervous because we have Obi-Wan coming out in, like, a few weeks. And Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. So, I'm like, are we going to see... Oh, Executive Order 66. Mm. And maybe who saved him, because again, they love to tie everything back to the Mandalorian. Yeah. So are we going to see, are we going to see what happened? And I'm very excited slash nervous slash like, was it Anakin just being like, you remind me of Yoda and Yoda was really kind to me. So like, I'm not going to kill you. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, is that, is, was it Anakin? Was it just some random Padawan? Like who was it? Who, who was it? Yeah. Maybe they'll answer that question. Uh, yeah. That if, it, if Anakin spared him, that might redeem him a little bit in, in my eyes. Um, Cause we all know how I feel about that particular situation, but also, so and th- at this point, there, like, there's this whole conversation about how he should be trained and this and that and, like, trying to use the Force. And then she's like, well, he can go and, like, find these Jedi that are out there. And I'm like, at this point, how many Jedi are out there? We know of her and we know of Luke. That's two. That is two. And she's like, some Jedi will come to him. I'm like, what other Jedi are there other than Luke and her? So, this is where more things, this is more <laughs> things that get into it, and this is a Rebels thing. It's a Rebels thing, it's a video game thing, and actually I think that's it. It's a Rebels thing, a video game thing. Yeah, it's just those two. So basically there are things called the Inquisitors. So basically Palpatine grabs these Force users, turns them into like Sith mercenaries, but they're not actual Sith because they have to follow the rule of two. And so he's just like, I trained you in the Force but you're not like Sith. You're just a separate thing. And so they're called the Inquisitors. So basically they send them out and their job is to go find force wielders and continue finding those that escaped Executive Order 66. Yeah, we, we talked about that with the show. So so there are other Jedis out there. We just don't know who they are. And they just decided that they didn't want to help Luke and Han and Leia in killing, defeating the Empire. Is what I'm gathering yes, from this. Yes, that they like, yeah, that they're just... <laughs> They, that they, they care not 
for the the cause yes, basically. of the galaxy. You're, you're very much correct. That some of them are like, <laughs> I no, because they're like, I almost died doing the right thing the last time. So like, nah, I'm gonna. And most of them, and the sad part is, most of them are children that are like, I escaped, or like, I was like out with my master doing like all these things when like helping with the Clone Wars, and so I'm not gonna deal with it. Anyways, so basically, um, I mean, as much as I love this episode, not much really happens other than Ahsoka Tano goes in, and so does Mando. Mando is trying to defeat the soldiers that are with the Magistrate, and Ahsoka Tano goes in and fights the Magistrate, person who name, whose name is Elsbeth. Um, I thought it was Elizabeth, but it's Elsbeth. And they have this whole fight, and basically at the end of it, this is where we had all of us who have watched the animated shows had a freak out moment is she says, I'm looking for your, like, I'm looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn in reality is scarier than Darth Vader. Like as weird as that is, he is like worse than Darth Vader. And so we're all like, oh my God. And here's the thing. Everybody want, like has speculated slash wanted slash fan casted Benedict Cumberbatch to be Admiral Thrawn. Of course, of course. So if Doctor Strange miraculously doesn't have another movie at the end of Multiverse of Madness, it's because he is Grand Admiral Thrawn. You are welcome. Um, he is now a Star Wars person. We claim him. So sorry for you, Caroline. Uh, no, he's always Doctor Stephen Strange. <laughs> Unless he dies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But even then, he's the he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. We do we do remember that from, from Spider-Man, but no, he's yes. he, we we got him yeah. first. We got him first. I called dibs. You did, but you know what? You know what? One day Chris Evans will get into Star Wars, and I'll be like, he's always <laughs> out. Too bad, so sad. Uh, that would make me really conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? On this podcast, I am manifesting that Chris Evans joins Star Wars in some capacity. I don't care how. He is going to join, and it will be glorious. So it's like <laughs> it's like with the whole like Pixar thing. Like now, now he's Buzz Lightyear, and like Toy Story is not my favorite, but I'm gonna have to go see this movie because <gasps> he's in it. Okay, okay. So here's the thing, and this is it ties in exactly to this podcast, so it is fine. Um, I read a thing today, and this is where I'm going to fan geek, and I did fan geek a lot. Um, so I was watching it, and it said like. Lightyear takes place in the Toy Story universe. I was like, okay, well, like, we kind of knew this. Like, yes. But they basically said, this is the movie, like, the movie that we are watching is also the movie that changed Andy and made him want a Buzz Lightyear toy. So they said, and literally, and I quote, the director said, Lightyear is Andy's Star Wars. Oh, okay, that's kind of cute. And so... <laughs> So I geeked out being like, wait, does that mean I'm going to fall in love with this movie so much because this is Andy's Star Wars? Like, Probably. am I going to suddenly be a like a, a Toy Story big mega fan or specifically Buzz Lightyear? Because at first I was a Woody fan. I know we're changing subjects really fast, but like, <laughs> I was a big Woody fan for like a while. And I'm like, wait, am I going to be a Buzz Lightyear fan because now Buzz Lightyear is associated with Star Wars? Is that how this is going to work now? And he's voiced by Chris Evans, so it's not terrible. But also... But also, they did make the joke in, I think it was the second one, where with Zerg yes. and Buzz, where he's like, I am your father. Like, they, so it, 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 no! it uh, yeah, it like all comes back eventually. Oh my God, it does. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. You are 100% correct. Now I am 100%. Oh my God. Carolyn, 
We are here to talk about Star Wars. We're here to talk about Star Wars. I said, I don't want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Y'all can't tell I'm a little, but you, you, you even, you just, you just said it. It's like all these four episodes, not much happens. Like it's a, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of fights. Like you, like in rewatching it, it's like you get a little snippet of the plot and then it's just a bunch of like battles, like. Which kind of, okay. So this is where we move into the next one because basically at the end of this episode, the big reveal is that Ahsoka Tano is like, we're looking for your boss, Admiral Thrawn. They change leadership in the town. So it's like, great. Mando gets the Beskar spear and he's like, cool. We have another planet. And uh, Ahsoka Tano says, if you take him to this specific planet to the specific point you have him meditate and use the force he will it will send a signal out to other remaining jedi to come and find him they go to this ancient temple on the this is the next episode um they go to the ancient temple on tython and basically this is where it gets really annoying the entire episode is you put the child you put the baby grogu on this rock he meditates he sends out the signal Mandalorian sees some people show up. He's like, who the heck are they? And it's Boba Fett and Senec Fant, who we find out, Senec Fant, Fennec, or Fend, whatever Fennec, I can say. It's right. Sand. Yeah. It's fine. Oh my gosh, you're correcting me on a Star Wars thing? Wow, I'm very... Ahead of the tables have turned. So they... Uh, Fennec Sand, thank you so much. They're with each other and you find out like, oh my gosh, I didn't kill her. Boba Fett saved her. And basically, Boba Fett is like, I'm here to help you. Like, this whole well, thing. Well, first, at first, he wanted his armor back. So they were like quarreling about the, yes. the armor. And then the, the death troopers, or the dark troopers, the. Yes. They show up and then they're like, You're right, the death they're troopers. Like, he's like, If you help me, I'll give you your armor back. I'm like, Well, that was really quick. But also, it's like he found, I, I don't know how big this planet is, but they found the whole rocky meditation round stone really quickly and it's like how do you know that just setting him on there will like work it was it all just you know <laughs> it was a series of events that happened just really really serendipitously until we get to the end of the episode and then it all goes you know yeah and that's i mean to be honest that's kind of how it goes with star wars in general like for example i'm gonna use i mean we're gonna get there at some point but like when we are gonna get there because of the sequel trilogy when Ray is like miraculously like I found this planet and Luke just so happens to be on this specific island at this specific spot at the top of the, like it's they just always seem to find like I mean even with the original trilogy Luke just so <laughs> happens to fall into this random swamp where it exactly is where Yoda is like it's I yeah this is where I get really confused because they always go to these planets and I'm like it's a planet it's not like it's like hey we're in this one particular place in like, I'm going to like a spot in Africa to like find this person. No, you're going to a whole other planet where there's like a whole, like everything. And no, 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 you just so happen to find everything. Yeah. That's what drives me. I say they're all, they're all very lucky, but again, you're right. Not a lot happens in this episode other than they go there, they set the child on the rock and then they, there's just a bunch of fighting between all the peoples and then and and then we lose the child and the whole time you're just like 
Well, he, cause you know, he's in protected and like the whole shieldy thing. But then of course, at the moment when he should have the whole shieldy thing up, it like, he's done with his meditating and then he gets taken and you're just like, what, what is happening? But I remember the first time watching it, you're just like, oh my gosh, they took the child. This is like the worst thing that could ever happen. Yeah. I, so that's basically what happens with that. And I'm not going to lie. I remember watching this. Like, it, it, we've, we've said all this, basically, the child gets kidnapped. That's literally what happens. All this could have been done in 15 minutes, but no, we had an entire, like, 40 minutes to do this. So, the next episode, I know I watched it, but I don't fully remember everything, because, like, I'm literally reading it now, and I'm like, wait, like, literally, it's about... Like, they go to a mining facility, and it's got pirates, and it's about Moth Gideon finding where he's at, and it's about Cara Dune and, like, her helping out. Like, I'm just like, wait, I watched this, but I don't remember watching it. Yeah, it's like, because Mando goes to Cara, or Cara, and is like, hey, the child got taken, we need to find Moth Gideon's uh, coordinates. And the only way, apparently the only way that we can do this is that guy from the prison episode that we both hated so much. Yes. (laughs) He's the only one who can help get the coordinates in this whole galaxy. He's the only person that can do this. (laughs) So yeah, like they got to go get him and then they got to go to this planet, which I don't know. I don't remember how they know that this is the planet they have to go to, but yeah, they have to go do that to get just get the coordinates so they know where Moth Gideon is. Again, it, it's like they put a but. It's the entire episode to figure out where the coordinates are. Like that just it's ugh. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end they're just like, you can go free. Like it's fine. You you had a change of heart and and all of this. <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's just. Again, a random episode. Yeah, that's like in rewatching it, you're like, I don't know. I feel like you could have done so much more with the time you were given. I get like these, the six and seven episodes were a little shorter, but I feel like you probably could have like com- like combined some of what happened in the episodes. Like, did we really? could have made six and seven one episode. Yeah, it's like, did they really need to have the pirates in this episode? I mean, I like other than to have a cool action beat. Yeah. And that's what I feel like the in reality, that's what a lot of people come to Star Wars for is the cool battle sequences because again it's called Star Wars. Like that's what you're there for. But I also agree that like I as a person or like as a Star Wars whatever, I love learning more about the lore. I love learning about like the world building, all of that. Like the war stuff is cool, which I know is a lot of people like the big thing I've realized about the Star Wars community is they love the war aspect because it's like the people that are fascinated with World War One, mm. the people that are fascinated with World War Two, the people that are fascinated with like the types of planes and weapons and whatever that were used in the Vietnam War, the Korea War. Like people are very interested in that type of war mentality. Like not that they want to go to war, but they like the idea of like learning more about it and like understanding it. So like that Star Wars has that. But I feel like Star Wars is so much more than that. And I think that's what's the cool thing about the TV shows and the sequels and the comics and the books and all the stuff that Disney is trying to do with Star Wars is in the same thing with Marvel. Yeah, of course we love the fight sequences in Marvel. Like, that's cool. But, like, it's the small details with Marvel of, like, this world-building thing or this little thing over here that you're able to understand. Like, it's 
bigger than that. And that's why people love the Marvel comics because they're able to do that. Yeah. But even with Marvel, like most recently thinking about Moon Knight, like I feel like Star Wars is like so action heavy. Whereas Moon Knight, like they have, they're like, there's like some solid action beats in like the, like kind of in the first episode, but then like in the second and then the third, but then in the most recent episode, like there wasn't any sort of like fight sequence, you know? And like, it was just all about other things. And like, I don't mind a good fight sequence, but I literally feel like maybe because I watched all these like back to back to back kind of, because I was watching them all this week. I just feel like when you do that, it's just like another fight. We literally just fought on another planet. Like we just, we just did that. I just, I just spent five minutes watching you guys do boom, boom, shoot them ups. And now I get to watch that on with pirates on a, on a ship. Like I don't mind action beats, but I, I'm wanting a little bit more meat from the Mandalorian story, which I felt like the first season had more of that. And like this season, I feel like it's just a little, a little lacking in that aspect. No, I can agree with that very much. So yeah. So basically we, like you said, we've learned that not a lot happens in episodes six and seven. It's very, plain and cut well, what happens so we get to the last one which is the season finale which is what the big sequences we finally find where the uh the child's at where grogu's at and we're gonna go rescue him so we bring Cara dune with us we bring the mandalorian and we bring bo katan and her gang of lovely little people and basically he convinces bo katan to go he says but I will only give one you- of them oh, sorry, go ahead. what happened to the dude like she only brings the chick there was a guy that was with him in the other in the earlier episode what happened to him and you know what? Maybe they couldn't afford to bring it back. <laughs> They're like, there's already no. money. <laughs> Based on what happens at the end of this episode, they used all their money on that. They couldn't bring back the third person. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> oh, no. I have things to tell you when we get to that. So, anyways. <laughs> so, basically, Mantle and Cara Dune go on Imperial Shuttle. Uh, go on to an Imperial shut. I can't speak. An Imperial Shuttle. There we go. And they um, end up going with Bo-Katan and one other person to go rescue Grogu. And basically they said, hey, if you help us, I will give you the Darksaber. Bo-Katan is like, yo, I can't. Like the big thing with the Darksaber is you cannot just have it. You cannot just pass it to another person. Um, You need to earn it in battle. You cannot just pass it on to another person. It's kind of the way that I kind of see the Darksaber is kind of like in Harry Potter with the wands. You can't just take another person's wand. It won't work for you. You have to defeat the other person in battle or you have to disarm the other person with their wand in order for that wand to have loyalty towards you. So we go through all that. Um, They go onto the ship and they said that like, hey, if we help you with the Darksaber, like... The big thing with the Darksaber is that Bo-Katan wants it so she can claim back Mandalore because Mandalore, which we don't fully get, we get like a fly. I remember we talked about this when we met Bo-Katan the first time, that like there's this whole thing that the Empire took over Mandalore and that the Mandalorians who were on that planet have scattered across the galaxy. So that's like a huge thing that Mandalorians want to come home to their home planet. It's just, we need a strong leader in order to do that. So Bo-Katan is like, I am that leader. I will do this. We got this. So they were like, Darksaber, got this, I'm going to take it. Now, this is where we also, as we go through the battle sequences, I don't remember if I mentioned it when we saw the episode prior to the Jedi, was there's these like robot troopers that we see. 
And we don't, I don't think I fully talked about it, but there's a game and I do not remember the game off the top of my head, but I played it as a child and it's going to drive me nuts. I don't remember the name of the game, but those troopers, like the robot troopers were in the game and they were a a pain and a half to destroy. And so that's the cool part about this. And I didn't realize it until someone told me when I watched the episode was like, this is like the, this is from the video game. And I was like, what video game are you talking about? And they showed me, I'm like, oh my God, I played this game as a kid. Like I 100, it was like a computer based game. So I was like, I 100% remember this game. It's like wild. So the, those troopers are going after Mandalorian. He's, using the dark saber he's using all of his like tricks whatever we go through all this and they finally make it to the control center where moth gideon is at and that's where moth gideon is with the child so everybody ends up in there um bo katan the mandalorian cara dune if i remember correctly cynic fand or cynic oh my god i keep saying fan cynic fend is there too if i remember correctly yeah everyone except boba because yeah they have like this plan where they he like chases them into the ship and then they like they like send the the uh, i think they're called dark troopers uh they like he opens the like door and they go out into space but then they come back which is like that point when they're all kind of in like the command center um so yeah it's everyone except boba so the baby moff gideon yeah fennec boktan her um gal and then yeah her her associate and then mando so they're yeah they're all in there and the death troopers are like coming to get them and they see on the security cameras that an x-wing fighter is coming in they're like that's weird like most x-wing like this is an x-wing fighter from like the old like the rebellion phase like this is not like a new republic x-wing so like this is weird and so they look and someone comes in with like a hooded figure and we're like it's the jedi and everyone's like we're pretty sure we know who this is but we're like not 100 percent sure and all of a sudden we see the metallic hand and the green saber and we're like it is who we think it is which we don't we're like if you're a star wars fan you 100 percent are like oh we know who this is before they even get there yeah and so we freak out and i remember the tiktoks the amount of tiktoks that showed both vader in rogue one and luke at the end of this episode and we're like oh my god like father like son like father like son yeah this whole that that uh whole sequence is really good like him like coming in and then just like taking out all like the death troopers and i'm like that that was pretty good and also mando's fight with gideon like that was a really good like battle moment like and i i i enjoyed those ones uh but yeah then we get to the the part where luke battles through all the troopers well yeah we know it's luke gets there and reveals who he is which oh my god so here's where I'm going to, I have, I have conflicted feelings because one, they tested this technology out in Rogue One when they did that with Leia, which I was also like, um, Carrie Fisher in the Carrie Fisher estate said, we are not going to do this with her. We are going to only use Carrie Fisher and what she's filmed. We're not going to do what we do with Grand Admiral Tarkin. We're not going to do that but they did it anyways. And I remember seeing that and I'm like, are we not honoring Carrie's wishes? But like, I also know that the Star Wars Enterprise or whatever talks with Billy Lord all the time about like what they can do with her mother yeah, because they want to be respectful and they want to like make sure that they're not doing things 
like wrong with her, especially since like in reality they do own her. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. They own her likeness. Yeah, like they own her likeness and everything. So like I get that they can do whatever they want, but also like I know that like the Star Wars fans would riot, and so I know that they like ask her all the time about like this is. Like, this is what we're planning to do. Is this okay? We're making a reference to your mother. Like, is this okay? Like, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I get it. But I just, with this particular instance with Mark Hamill, I know Mark Hamill was like, oh, my God. Like, I knew this was happening. But, like, this is cool. I had heard rumors. And I don't know if you have heard this, too. The rumors were that they were like, why don't we just have Sebastian Stan be young Luke because he looks like Mark Hamill and he's younger and he can do this. So my thing, like the CGI on these shows, like I don't expect them to be perfect, but like for the most part, they look really good. And like when you look at the child, like his CGI is so good. And for Luke to be like, it's just, he looks so weird. And then when he like tries to talk, it's really weird. And that I I do not understand. Disney has Sebastian Stan like on speed dial. He clearly is a part of their like Marvel universe. Their roster, yeah. Yeah, he is a he's someone who they already have clearly deals and contracts with. Like I don't understand why you can't like I'm I'm sure I feel like I've even listened to interviews where Mark Hamill's been like, Yeah, he looks like me. He probably could play a younger me. Like they could very easily, they could probably more easily age, a de-age Sebastian Stan and like tweak probably a little, a few little things to make him look like Luke closer to Return of the Jedi than it is to do this whole entire CGI face that they did. Like, it's, it's yeah, and it just, and the way it's like, it's like fuzzy and kind of dreamlike and it's it bothers me so much like i love i love the connection that they made and i think it's so cool but and then like the execution of it i'm just I, i'm just so slightly disappointed in it yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of the same boat with that because they've shown that all these other characters if they've gone backwards can look a little different and be okay but even leia like hers was pretty okay but it was because they only did it for like a second. They didn't do like full blown sequences. They didn't do full blown scenes. This whole thing because, and again, spoiler alert. I know you like have seen spoilers of Boba Fett, so it's not like whatever. Luke ends up being like back in Boba Fett, and it's the same same weird CGI thing again. Like it, it doesn't seem any better. It just seems exactly the same. So I'm like, why didn't you just? I, I'm really really hoping they don't do it again. I think. The way that they did things with Boba Fett, we won't see that Luke again. And if we do, it's just going to be a Mark Hamill Luke. Because even then, when we saw when we saw Luke in Last Jedi, and they de-aged him, I was like, he doesn't look bad. Like that's not horrible. What you did was fine. Yeah. So like, if we're going to see it again, they're probably going to bring back Mark Hamill. I, yeah, I don't understand. Like we saw in Captain Marvel, they de-aged Nick Fury. And it looked, it's, it's so convincing. <laughs> I, I don't, there, there's so much that I don't understand with that decision. It's a Marvel budget. Star Wars doesn't get as much of the budget as Star Wars does. <laughs> I see, I get it. They know Marvel gets a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I get it's a TV show and the budgets are smaller for that. But 
but the other CGI in, in the show is still, it's, it's so, it's good. Like it, it doesn't suck. And for this to be just, it stands out so much and it really bothers me. And I hate that it bothers me because I really like that he showed up. I'm so conflicted about this. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's a catch 22 for sure. Yeah. You get excited and then you're like, okay, moving on, moving on from this. I mean, I I feel your pain. I 100% understand the frustration. So basically, we get through all of that. Grogu does like... Uh, this also takes a very long time. Like, if this was real life, I'd be like, okay, homeboy, you've been doing this for a while. You're, we're, we're like, it's taking a while. Can we move on? Like, you are... Like, I understand it's a very heartwarming goodbye. But this goodbye takes so long. <laughs> he does. It's so long. He's like, let me take off the helmet. Let me touch your face. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then he's like, let me hold on to your leg for a moment longer. <laughs> it's a very long process. And I, like, if I was Luke, I'd be like, TikTok, man. Like, I know I have a while. But, like, I'm that person that when we go on a road trip, I'm like, I like to go. We got a road trip ahead of us. Like, sap, sap. I know you're going to be my first student in this new Jedi Academy, but like, bro, <laughs> like, can we move on? Hurry, hurry it up. So yeah, we do, a, we do the heartwarming goodbye and Grogu goes off. We also, like I said, the big thing is Bo-Katan is like, I cannot take this spear from you unless, or I don't think it's Bo-Katan that says that. I think it's Moff Gideon that says yeah, that. Yeah, because, because yeah, Mando defeats like Moff, so he gets the dark saber. And then he was trying to be like, just take it, like Bo-Katan, just take the Darksaber. And Moff Gideon's like, ha ha, you, like, you don't understand how this works, ha 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 ha. And then it's like, ooh, there's tension there, they're gonna like fight each other. And then that's, of course, when Luke shows up. I know the, the Darth Darth Dark Troopers show up. But yeah, that's kind of like the loose hanging thread for probably the third season of Mandalorian. Yes. Is how is this whole dark saber thing gonna like pan out? Well, I'm gonna again. We talked about potentially doing this with Boba Fett, but like, if I'm being honest, I don't know if I can go through another rewatch of Boba Fett. Like it was. Yeah, I say I'll, I'll I'll watch that independently. I know that he shows up, and I've seen enough things that I know the dark sabers in it. Yeah. I'll watch that independently, and really we can just talk about it eventually. Yeah, but I feel like, but I know that for that it's. Bo-Katan just, I, as far as I know, just is like, cool, you have the Darksaber, and I guess I'll do it on my own. Like, I'm not gonna get it from you. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, so basically all that happens, Grogu goes off, and that's kind of how the episode ends, except for a cutscene slash end scene, whatever, that happens at the end of this episode, where we learn that Boa Fett goes back to Tatooine, shoots the, I cannot remember his name, but he was Jabba, uh, Jabba the Hutt's like, advisor slash interpreter slash whatever, and he kills him because he's the person that took over, and Boa Fett is now the new crime lord of Tatooine, or at least for that particular area for Jabba the Hutt. Yep, setting up his show, which was kind of, I think that was kind of the announcement of the show. I don't really remember, but yeah, setting up the book. The, yeah, that was the big thing. The, the book of Boba Fett, which we'll, I say, we'll skip for this iteration of the podcast. Uh, I, I know the, the first. Yes, we don't. I haven't gotten past the first. We don't need all that. And we're, 
We are so close to finishing Star Wars. Like, as much as I love Star Wars, I'm like, I'm ready for us to also talk about other things other than Star Wars. Yes. You're probably ready to talk about other things other than Star Wars. Well, I say I'm excited to talk about the next, the next three movies because I have very strong opinions about them. And I also have very specific questions to ask about some things. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly excited to move back into the movies. It's been fun to revisit the shows, but. Uh, yeah, again, because I probably haven't watched Boba Fett, it defeats the purpose of us watching it anyways, because it would be my first time watching it. So <laughs> it defeats the, pur- the purpose of what we do here. Jumping to the, now we have wrapped up the season. Rod, what are your overall thoughts of season two of The Mandalorian? So as we've gone through this, I've had a lot of time to think about it, especially since we've had the month off, to really think about Mandalorian season two. And I am... I'm kind of disappointed in it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I I had a lot of high hopes. It, like, this is the thing that I keep telling people. I'm like, vision, like, the thing with these new shows, these new concepts, like, I love the visual aspects of them. It's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the visual effects, the cinematography. Like, everything they do to set everything up looks amazing. But then when they execute it with the story, it's one of those like, oh, I don't think we have enough information or we haven't thought enough about this to fill up this many episodes that they're giving us or at least this much time span. I would rather them do, I I feel like, how many episodes was Hawkeye? Six, right? Yeah, Marvel does six usually. So I feel like Star Wars would, like, the first episode, or the first season of Mando, like, I didn't know what to expect, so, like, I'm kind of okay with them having the eight episodes, but with this time around, I'm like, if you don't have all the information or you don't have the story to continue all of this in a way that continuously engages you, cut it shorter, like, as much as I would like more, less is sometimes more. So I think that that's where I'm at with Mandalorian and even with Boba Fett. Like, I think Boba Fett was like, I don't know, I think it was eight episodes. I could be wrong. It could be six. But like, even then, I'm like, eh, like, it took me a while to get into it. And I'm like, that's what I'm really nervous about Star Wars is they want to make references to all these other things that happen in the Star Wars universe. But like, create something new to go with it like you make the references that's great but also make something new that like doesn't hinder you from being able to create that there's so much excuse me so much content that's created with the books the comics like you have a plethora of resources to use and you don't have to necessarily do it with the mandalorian but like if you're gonna create all these other shows that you want to do with it make sure you're doing it in a way that's engaging every single time you watch because i've i mean i'm not gonna we will get to marvel at some point but like i feel like that's kind of the thing that's happening with marvel too is they're creating all these shows and they're not necessarily every single episode engaging you the way that you need to yeah i i agree with that on the mandalorian like this season it felt we had a lot of setting up spinoffs like trying to set up that the ice episode with like the pilots and then setting up cardoon's like potential show which now isn't happening setting up ahsoka tana like i don't mind the interconnectedness of it but i feel like like you said like it just all needs to really be like tightened and like you could you could have very easily done this in six episodes and i feel like it would have felt a lot 
a lot cleaner. It would have fit a lot better. We wouldn't have had maybe these episodes where we're like, nothing happened except for like this one thing. And like, yeah, you mentioned Marvel where it's like, I mean, if, if we're specifically like referencing like the show to show, like if you look at Moon Knight, it currently, it is in the Marvel universe, but it hasn't, like we haven't referenced Thanos. We haven't referenced Iron Man, Captain America. It's its own thing. And I like, I know eventually we'll see how it all fits in, but I'm really like, as much as I love all, all of the connections, like I'm loving that Marvel is doing something that isn't referencing back to something that we know they're giving us something like new and completely different. And I feel like Star Wars can maybe benefit from that. And like, maybe they're leaning into that a lot because they know people like the child and they know people like the Mandalorian. And I think that like, as I know, obviously that he shows up in Book of Boba Fett and as cool as that is, I like kind of wish they hadn't done that because like, then it's not, it's not about Boba Fett. It's like, uh, then it is coming back to the Mandalorian and like feeling like, well, we can't have Boba Fett stand on his own because he maybe isn't as interesting. And it's like, well, if you feel like you have to bring this character into this show just to make it succeed, maybe there's something that you need to look at with your like process here. But in terms of The Mandalorian Season 2, I think the first time watching it, obviously because you don't know what happens, the, some of the later episodes where the child's in peril and it's like, oh, like is he gonna, are they going to save him? What are they going to do? In re-watching some of this stuff and knowing how it kind of ends, it just it falls a little flatter for me in re-watching it and I agree I feel like Star Wars can definitely benefit from maybe doing shorter seasons and like just like tightening it up a, just a little bit more and not feeling like we have to be doing these like references so we can spin something off into a new show like if you honestly if you like look at the what Marvel has done with the shows on Disney plus they're not necessarily spinning off into other things. Like, yeah, WandaVision kind of relates to Doctor Strange, but, like, Loki's not, as far as we know, Loki is not spinning off into, like, Thor, Love and Thunder. You know, Hawkeye isn't spinning off into something else. Like, yes, there's those shared connections, but they're not using it as, like, this base to, like, be spinning off into all these, like, different things all of the time, which I feel like is what Star Wars is trying to do to like keep people like hooked into their content yeah i think that's the bigger problem with star wars is like with marvel there is in an, an, like in reality there's an infinite amount of things that they could do they have all these characters they have even like as much as we talk about like what we have now they haven't tapped into x-men at all that's once you tap into x-men marvel could go for another like 30 years mm-hmm. if they do it the way that they want to or correctly, or because again, we know how they work. But with Star Wars, the problem is, is everybody's created fan theories. Everybody, mm. like there's video games, there's other storylines. Like there's certain things that they've all based off of specific events that have happened in the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy mm. that spin everything off. We They haven't tapped into the sequel trilogy yet because again, everybody has problems with the sequel trilogy. So like we're going to go off the nostalgia factor, which cool great nostalgia awesome but there's only so much you can do with in reality maybe in the first trilogy six hours of content and then again in the sequel trilogy another about in reality six hours of content you have 12 hours of content that you can pick pluck whatever from 
Hence why with Boba Fett, like there's a droid that they put us like an Easter egg in that's like from a video game. Or again, like in Mandalorian season two, there's this certain trooper that they've plucked in. They're like, this is from another video game. Like that's the problem is that Star Wars does not have a solid movie base like Marvel does because Marvel has like what 30 movies at this point <laughs> so many. close to 30 movies at so this many. point that they can pull references from that like they don't have to necessarily go oh we're basing this whole movie off this one thing they can be like we're going to reference this one event and this one event in this one particular movie is going to spawn a whole other movie mm-hmm. like they have so much material that they can work from that's fine whereas Star Wars they didn't have a central helm to pull it all together like they don't have a Kevin Feige yeah like they have a Dave Filoni now yeah but Dave Filoni only started doing things with Clone Wars and that's where like people are like spawning off the Clone Wars but even then there isn't a ton of material to go off of with the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that like they did a little bit with like Bad Batch and things like that they're they're slowly trying to replicate the Marvel formula to be like we now have references that we can make to get people tied in yeah but they're not they're not there yet like they haven't done enough to get them there yet whereas Marvel was like we haven't figured it out yet but once the event like the first Avengers movie happened they're like okay we got our stuff together like not every movie's gonna be a success, but like we know what we're fig- we have a plan. Yeah. We have a bigger end game to get to. <laughs> quote unquote end game to get to. <laughs> like we know what we're getting to. Whereas like Star Wars, they're like the universe is our limit and we don't know where to pull it all into yeah. to make a bigger story. Yeah, and that's and like you said, they really don't have that like Kevin Feige person. I mean they like they have Dave Filoni now. But Kevin Feige has always been there from the start of what Marvel did. Like, we know that. And he still very much has a huge hand in being like, these are the rules within the universe. And as we're going into the multiverse, he's been very much like, I I can't remember when I read, it was like an article I was reading but he basically sat down, like, the directors, the creators, the writers, and was like, these are kind of the rules. He, obviously, he didn't say what the rules of the multiverse were because he's not going to tell us that. <laughs> like, he's smarter than to tell us Easter eggs like that. Um, but basically, he, like, outlined what that, like, what, how to work in that framework within the multiverse. And I do feel like because Star Wars doesn't have that person, that's why sometimes we just kind of, like, get things and they're like, this is, this is what we're going to do for Star Wars right now and then then the sequel trilogy happens and and we are here like and that's where and that's where i'm i'm excited for us to talk about the sequel trilogy because visually the sequel trilogy is everything star wars should have been but story-wise they are once again doing what mandalorian is somewhat successful at but also not at the same time yeah i yeah visually i love the i love the the, the sequel trilogy but yeah story-wise it's not so much but uh rod what do you give what's your final rating on the mandalorian season two um to be honest i'm gonna be real, real, real with you i do not remember what i gave it in the beginning i don't either but i'm going to give this i'm gonna give this a 7.5 and i think i'm gonna give it a 7.5 because there are awesome moments like i love they pulled bo-katan into this and made it all about like we're pulling from the animated shows which gets people to be interested in those shows to understand what's going on like i love disney plus even too is like hey you're really interested in a sofitano here's 
a play, quote unquote playlist of Ahsoka Tano for you to understand who she is. So like the Bogotan, the Ahsoka Tano episode, the reference to the midichlorians and like my connection to what I think like the whole Palpatine thing is with going with Snoke and all that stuff as well. And then the, as much as we don't like the way Luke looked, I like that we brought Luke in to be like the beginning of the Jedi Academy and all this. And then including the dark saber, which is another reference to Clone Wars slash Rebels. Like it's, I love that they're trying to bring all of these things together that we have seen as Star Wars fans throughout all these different avenues, pulling it all together. But there's so many episodes that are just, again, hey, we love, like, we want to start this show. We're going to test run it or get you introduced to these people in this show. Like, we didn't need all of that. In reality, you could have done that as, like, the introduction to their individual show. Like, we didn't need all of that in The Mandalorian, which I know many, many, many shows do. Like, Grey's Anatomy has done it. The Vampire Diaries has done it. Like, there's so many shows that have done it, and I understand why and the purpose, but it... It just, if you're a streaming service and you're doing that, I don't think you have the luxury of being able to do that. Yeah, I I agree. I'm, mine is going to be, uh, I think a seven out of 10. I think I might've given it, I, I think I said it was somewhere in like the eight is what I was expecting. Uh, and again, it's for those reasons. It's, I'm as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's that, that like snow spider episode you can completely cut that out and you didn't there wasn't anything in that episode that you needed to really move that student the the story forward it was again kind of like a backdoor pilot and i but the things that i love about this season it's like in the next episode like you said we meet bo-katan and you get a lot of this history on like mandalore and like things that are happening there and the lore around that and like ahsoka tano and i feel I feel like they should have like focused on things more like that. And again, tightening it up to like six episodes, I feel like really just would have like helped the season so much. And there's still, like you said, there's still so many things like I really love about it. Like some of these look like the fight between Mando and Moff Gideon is so good. And then Luke showing up and like all of that stuff. But I feel like it just gets bogged down with some of those other things this season. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit lower than the first season for me, which honestly I'm kind of like shocked and surprised that I like the first season more. Cause I thought I would get, was going to like this one <laughs> more uh, based on my recollections, but I definitely, if I'm going to go back and rewatch the Mandalorian, I'm going to watch season one versus season two. And I would watch like specific episodes from season two versus the whole thing. Oh, for sure. I've definitely been that person. that's like, I'm going to watch the Ahsoka Tano episode over and over and over and over and over again. I've watched it maybe like, four or five times so it's not like i'm like because again as this is something i talked about with someone recently like rosario Dawson is great i don't know how i feel about her moving forward i'm hoping that it'll all work out but like ahsoka tano is such a beloved star wars character among so many people that they're like we you need to be really really careful how you deal with her and make her in the star wars universe because people will have a lot of thoughts. And if you don't do it right, she will not get a season two. And not me personally, but just like a lot of people. Yeah, no, I I get that. Like it's, yeah, I know she's a very beloved character from the, the Clone Wars, the animated show. 
So it is going to be interesting. I mean, I don't have any particular opinions because I never, I've never really watched the, the Clone Wars. I don't mind her as Ahsoka Tano, but again, I don't have any other sort of like impressions of her. But I, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking forward to watching that show whenever it comes out. Hopefully, it's not. The Book of Boba Fett just started so slow. It's just, and I heard that it just like kept being slow until like the last like episode or two. And so it only became good until the Mandalorian showed up. And that's where I'm very annoyed. I'm like, it should not have been good until the Mandalorian showed that, up. Uh, see, that that makes me like so like frustrated. And it's, <laughs> I'm getting worked up. I'm getting worked up, guys. Like, if your show is good, you shouldn't need another character from another show to come in and make it like exciting and good. Like I'm all about, yep. I'm all about crossing overs and it being cool and having a really cool cameo. But like, if your show is like boring, like it's called the Book of Boba Fett. Like the Mandalorian does not need to be there. Like have that scene in the season three of his show. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind after I see it. But I feel like the Book of Boba Fett should be a Boba Fett. And like, if Mando's gonna show up, have it be a post-credit scene. Like, because I I know enough that I know it's like pretty much I think like a full episode dedicated to like Mando, which is so weird. Yep, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Like, just the Book of Boba Fett is not my favorite, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. And I'm very glad we are not going to cover. It I don't know if I could go through a whole thing of that again. So you know, okay, well, thankfully we get to skip it. So next time you guys can join us to ra- to watch uh, The Force Awakens which Woo-hoo! I do remember liking a lot so I will have wonderful things probably to say about that and then it just went downhill from there but we'll get to that in, <laughs> in two weeks when we talk about that I mean it's going to be a little bit longer before we record but you'll hear us talk about it in two weeks but Rad where can people find you if they want to follow you on the interwebs you can follow me at Rod Meets World with an H and they, where can they follow you Carolyn you can find me at the tiniest Avenger underscores under each between between each word underscores under each word it's it's been a long week guys <laughs> um, and you can follow us at disney geeks the pod on instagram we're not always the most active on there but we try we really try we are we have opinions <laughs> we, uh, like honestly we just want your guys' opinions like tell us what you think about certain things because clearly you hear about hours on this podcast so we would love to hear what you guys think um, on the Instagram because that would be awesome. Tell us all the things. Maybe we'll do some. Maybe we'll do some polls. Maybe once we both are moved and settled into our new apartments, we will be able to be more active. But until then, uh, we will see you guys in two weeks for our next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>